This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 840 and then Jerry Jones will be on with us for a second time this week. 920 here on Sean and RJ. Bobby Belt has joined us in studio. Let's get you the update on the Cowboys rookie car accident. Sam Williams was transported to a local hospital for precautionary reasons after he was involved in a vehicle collision around 2.15 in Plano yesterday afternoon. He collided with a vehicle attempting to turn in front of him. Looked like a little Corvette action for mm. Sam Williams based upon some of the pictures and videos. Look that way. Look that way. Those things, you know, those, I, I haven't been, you been in a car accident? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Like a Hasn't bad one? Hasn't everyone been in a car accident? Yeah, like a fender, but I, I was I was, in a, I was in a bad one when I was in college. I, it's been that long. Like those, that, but your heart stops. Franklin and Franklin. Scary as hell. I can only imagine. But, and it did not look like that either. You know, my vehicle didn't look as bad as that one did uh, at all. That, that's scary. Yeah, that looked really bad. Like, like the pictures that came out, that car that hit him looked tore up on the front. But ultimately, I mean, I guess both Sam Williams and the guy who hit him were were okay. But, man, it, lo- it didn't look good. You think Sam will be able to play? But if he's not hurt. But, see, that's one of those things where you can't really judge it till like, today. Yeah. Like, he may wake up and feel, like, in a lot of pain. Right. So, right. It, it, it'll be tough. I'm sure that'll be part of their evaluation this morning is seeing how he woke up. We'll ask McCarthy at 7.15. Micah and Diggs listed as questionable because of this illness going around? Yeah, they should play. Micah definitely will play. Diggs, I believe, will play. That one's just, when it pops up on the, you know, two days out on the injury report with an illness, that's just, you have no idea how the illness is going to go the next two days, so it's tougher to predict. But Micah is trending upward, and they fully expect he's going. All right, Choppy, last week you disagreed with someone who suggested that the Cowboys needed to beat Jacksonville to remain or for their contender status. And to be honest, that made me think a lot. I, I didn't instantly disagree with it uh, because I was like, am I thinking less of the Cowboys after that Jacksonville game? I'm thinking less of the Cowboys after mm-hmm. their last four games, which I've been harping on for the last two weeks. But you disagree with that suggestion. What do you think about Dak calling Philadelphia a statement game? I don't get this one either. Because what what statement are they making that they could beat a backup quarterback? I, I you know Philadelphia is not a top ten team with Gardner Minshew. They're not a top fifteen team with Gardner Minshew. Hmm. Hmm. Where do you put Philly's roster? I think their roster's pretty good. I also don't think it matters. You don't think it matters? I think the quarterback matters. I think if you put in a, a, a top five quarterback on any team in the you know. Like, just not a top five. But Patrick Mahomes on any team in the NFL, they're the Super Bowl favorites tomorrow. Uh, is it possible he's thinking more from his perspective, though? Like, their side of the ball? Like, Philly's oh, sure. not Philly's yeah. not missing 
any big defense, defensive yeah. player. So for him, it's like this is still a, a big challenge for us. So this is about making a statement for us. I think if Minshew and the Eagle, I'm not totally dismissing the Eagles because of Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew has like a shocking, a shocking TD to interception ratio despite his under 500 record. A ton of fumbles though, like a a, a an inordinate amount. It's, it's wild. Uh, he must. I mean, Sean, are you able to grip a football? <laughs> Would you be able to get hit? Barely. <laughs> Uh, I can barely grab like, one. Like Gardner Minshew, he's got what? We've talked about like 11 interceptions. I believe during that same time, he's fumbled 22 times. So wow. he has trouble holding on to the football. All right. So I'm still like respecting the Eagles in this game. If Minshew and the Eagles offense looks pretty decent and the Cowboys win like 33, 36-24, I'll th- I will think that that means something because the Eagles' defense is good, right? There was some arguing, you know, they have a top secondary in the entire league. We know Howie Roseman has been trading for defensive line depth. I don't know. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about what he said in terms of this is a statement game. I, I, I don't know if it, like, is as important as that sounds, but what can they take from it? What can this mean for them yeah. depending on how they win? Yeah, I think there are definite statements they can make within the context of the game. Even if you want to say, does it matter for them? Like, like, does winning matter that much if the other team's missing their quarterback? Like, was it a statement game for Philadelphia when they beat Cooper Rush? Maybe not. But, you know, there were certain things about Philly's game that they could take away. Dallas's defense was flying high, Mm -hmm. and they were able to say, look, we're able to move the ball. We're able to do this and that. These are absolute statements we just made on the rest of the league. I think that's the same for Dallas. If they come out, they show consistency. They show they're not going to turn the ball over. Um, for the defense that they're able to show what they can do against that running game, even absent Jalen Hurts, that they can stop Miles Sanders, that they can get pressure against a good offensive line. I think there's several statements that they can make, even if you maybe expect them to win. You have to ask yourself, and for you, the answer is probably going to be zip zero nothing. But I think you got to ask yourself, what could the Cowboys win by, or how could the Cowboys win to make you think differently if they were to match up a third time? What would stick in your brain for a playoff rematch where you're like, they beat them by 27, or they shut them out, or they scored three points, yeah. or A.J. Brown was limited, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you'd have to – what what could they do and how could they win right. or how could they play in order for that to influence the way you would pick the third game? Uh, You know – that's a good question. I don't know if it would influence how I picked the third game, but, I mean, there are, you could definitely – like, look, if they play a mistake – a clean game, right? They don't mm-hmm. make any mistakes. Um, they're, offensively, they control everything. Uh, Philadelphia's got no answer. And it's not – it's not because they're worn out, right? It's not because Philly's defense uh, is on the field so much because their offense can't move the ball. Yes. You know, there there are situations, even in blowouts, where the game really could comes down to three or four plays even then. Sure. You know, you got a third and three that you don't pick up. The other team gets the ball, they score. Then you get the ball again. You get third and three again. You don't pick it up. You know, you know what I mean? Like that, w- w- with with Jalen Hurts, you may pick those 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 first downs up, keep the clock moving, keep the game going, keep possession, and all of a sudden that 30-point game is, is now set, right? You know what I mean? Like it still comes down to a handful of plays. So absent of it being one of those things where it's like, you know, close game and then fourth quarter you wear them out. Yeah, I mean, they play a clean game. I think you could take something from that because you're right. At the end of the day, like what I do like what Dak said is that it does seem like that they are focused solely on themselves and what they do right and what they do wrong. And if they correct their own mistakes, 
they don't have to worry about anybody else. I do like that approach that they're taking. It seems like he's taking it. Yeah, I mean, if Dak goes out there and throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns and no picks, that's going to matter yeah. if they match up against them again and Jalen Hurts is playing because yeah. people go, we saw what they did against the secondary. If the offensive line now with Tyron Smith at right tackle shows that they're able to slow down that pass rush that the Eagles have, there's never been an NFL team have four players reach double-digit sacks. The Eagles have Josh Sweat, who's a half sack away from 10, Brandon Graham, who's one and a half sacks away from 10. If they get to it, the Eagles have four guys with 10 sacks. Wow. And so they would be the, it's a historic type of pass rush here. So if the Cowboys can show we can stop this pass rush and stand back there in the pocket and deliver the ball down the field with success without turning it over, that would matter in a rematch here in a month. Did you say a historic or an historic? And why did you choose one or the other? <laughs> I don't remember which one I said. What do you think? What did you think I said? I thought you said a historic, which I appreciate because I hate an historic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I generally only say N if the next word begins with a vowel. So we'll ask Mike McCarthy about all this. An application, an ender, like that kind of thing. We'll ask McCarthy at 715. Uh, Blog and the boys put up an article. I didn't even think about this guy while well, we were surprised that Turpin and maybe Tank and Pollard made the Pro Bowl. Snubs? Brett Maher? Who made it over Maher in the NFC? I don't know. I think Jason Myers, Seattle. Okay. Is he like. I, I, I have no idea. Sounds, like, his a, stats, sounds but like an engineer or something. I think they just put names in a hat and picked one. Man, I mean, Brett Maher, maybe the surprise of the Cowboys season. If you told us anything was going to happen at training camp and someone said Brett Maher could have made the Pro Bowl. That probably would have been our number one stunt. Yeah, the Seahawks kicker is the one who made it. He's 26 to 27 this year, and he's six for six from 50 plus. That's, wow. hard, that's hard to keep out. Yeah, okay. that is. That is. Maher, 23 of 26. He's been automatic. Automatic. Yeah. Every time yeah. he lines up, you're like, that's good. I don't care if it's from 50 or beyond. It's like, that's good. That's going through. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's easy. He, the the fear, even when he was good, the fear over the last two years with Zerline would step up there to kick every time. That's been gone. And and he, he changed the opinion, I feel like, really fast. Like, I feel like we were two weeks in the season. We, we can trust this. Like, we all had a feel for, like, okay, he's he's got this. He's not rattled. Yeah, that's what you want. You want an 85% kicker. 85 to 87% kicker, and he's right at 88. He's doing exactly 88 what you club. Need. Huh? 88 club. That's right. Hut, hut. All right. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Dez. And then he took me right to Drew Pearson. All right. Uh, the Commanders, as we stay inside the NFC East, they have another potential scandal brewing. Dude, just just contract this organization. <laughs> Seriously. Jim, Jim, when Jim Ursay says you're embarrassing for the league, you got you got you, you gots to go. Yeah. You gots to go. ESPN reported yesterday the nonprofit watchdog group's charity watch. And the National Committee for Responsive Philanthropy took a look at recent tax filings from the commanders. I think you know where this is going. From their charitable foundation. And said there were, quote, enough apparent red flags to warrant attention from attorney generals in the states where it operates, Maryland and Virginia. Uh, As much as 75% of the charity funding comes from donations by commander fans and the public. Uh, Just just summarize it. uh, To summarize, they're basically, they don't know where half the money is going. They're being accused of running like a fraudulent charity. Yeah. Like, this is like, you know, you see this in the NIL world, but they do it for, they don't, they don't, they don't accept donations. Okay. It's like a booster will make up a dummy charity 
that uh, a, a recruit will just tweet about, and then they'll, they'll funnel money to them as part of their NIL deal. But this is a real charity. Yeah, and that's one of the big findings out of there was that they didn't disclose that a company that it lists on its government filings regularly, it's one that Dan Snyder owns. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, okay, we'll take from the charity and just put it right back in Dan Snyder's pocket. We have some latest bid numbers for the commanders after the Phoenix Suns just got sold. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, I don't know how surprising it is that an NFL team would... Everybody's acting surprised by this. I, I think we've all kind of consistently talked about like NFL teams are, you know, uh, they're going to be worth a ton no matter how toxic they are. And so Forbes has a report that Dan Snyder has received bids for the commanders that are well north of $7 billion. $7 billion. Wow. Yeah. You have to pay almost double for the franchise. Whatever franchise you're going to buy, whatever professional sports franchise. I don't, I don't know if hockey falls into this too. But if you're going to buy the other three, you're going to pay basically 40 to 50 or more percent higher than the actual valuation because the current owner knows that in five to 10 years, it's going to basically double. The Cowboys were the most valuable team, according to Forbes, back in August, and they were valued at $8 billion. Yeah, they could sell it for 15 right now. Oh, yeah. Can and- you all remember the sale of one of these franchises? Where someone was like ahead of this? It's like someone with real estate back in the day. Yeah, like Steve they just Ballmer. saw it and you're like, he overpaid. Like he made a mistake, Steve, Steve Ballmer. Ballmer he paid two billion for the Clippers after Dan, Dan and it was like, wait a second, they you just got destroyed the market for all the other owners looking to purchase. Yeah, like wait a second, you got two billion dollars when the, you, you they forced him to sell, and yeah. they still got two billion dollars. Yeah, and right. it was it was that it was it was that move. Yeah. It was that it was like wait a second. I mean they're not they're not worth two billion. The owner version of paying for Christian Kirk and then going like Christian Kirk ain't so bad, is he? That's Meanwhile, what Steve did. Gronk. This little stupid stunt <laughs> on social media. I'm bored. Uh, he went on Kay Adams, and she asked if anyone reached out after that little tweet two days ago. Did any NFL teams reach out to you? Oh, uh, since the tweet? All right. Since the tweet, uh, yes, two teams reached out. Who? Since the tweet. Uh, it was unbelievable. I don't say who, but yes, there was two teams. It was... It was pretty nuts to me that everyone actually saw the tweet. Like, it, it shows how far social media can go and how quick it can travel. Yeah. Because I barely tweet, actually. I just tweet, you know, once in a while. But, like, I'm kind of bored. It was just people took that as I was coming back to the football right away. And it was just mind-blowing, actually, how my agent hit me up, two teams hit me up. Like, it was just, it yeah. was just crazy. And uh, my friends actually were hitting me up, too. They're like, bro, are you really going back to football? Like, I don't see that. You know, I don't see that happening. Gronk's acting like Twitter was invented yesterday. <laughs> Maybe he just joined Elon yeah. Musk's Twitter, but it was a FanDuel partnership. That's what it was. He released a little commercial, but two teams reached out. Two teams reached out. You can only guess which ones they were. Well, we know. We don't know. Have to assume Tampa was one. Got to assume. And then Philly was the other because Howie Roseman just keeps trying to add anybody yeah. that's out yeah, there on the market point. at that's any moment. Point. I'm surprised Kay Adams was able to contain herself during this interview. Man, she loves Shams. Loves him. Sweats him. And he has zero personality. No, I know. And he's so thin. Zero personality. He's like, all I care about is work. All I care about is work. That's all I care about. <laughs> and, like, he's not even trying to flirt with her. Nothing. And I'm like, bro, yeah. she's smoking hot. She's flirting with you. That's Corey Major's hall pass. Take advantage. She is throwing herself at him. He's like, nah, whatever. 
Whatever. Can't, can't be bothered. Can't I, be bothered. I got to be in Milwaukee tomorrow to watch Giannis <laughs> and the Kings. Yeah. Take on the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's Kay Adams giving us uh, Indian guys some hope. All right, there it is. Inside the star here on your home of America's team. Mike McCarthy live at 715. Sonny Dykes at 840. And Jerry Jones at 920. Can I interest you in another ace for the Texas Ooh. Rangers? <laughs> couple problems. Couple issues. But that's why I think it's a possibility. Trevor Bauer to the Rangers, next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.